0: Welcome to this episode of The PharmExec Podcast. I'm Fran Polaro, Senior Editor of Pharmaceutical Executive Magazine, covering the sales and marketing vertical, and your podcast host. The PharmExec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights to master the science of success. I'm here today with Marcella millier chioura who is the chief marketing officer at Deep Intent, which boasts an advertising platform built for healthcare marketers that ultimately improves patient outcomes through the artful use of advertising, data science, and real-world clinical data. Marcella is a previous contributor to PharmExec and has been a wonderful resource for me for past articles. Today's topic is Connected TV, AKA CTV. Thanks for being on the pod, Marcella.
1: Thanks for having me, Fran.
0: Of course. So can you give our listeners a quick little elevator speech about yourself and Deep Intent just to get us started?
1: Absolutely. You already said my name, perfectly spelling, which is very rare. So kudos to that. Thank you. So I am Marcella Melia Shiora. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Deep Intent. And Deep Intent advertising platform was built purposefully for healthcare marketers by healthcare marketers on the idea that technology can measurably improve the lives of patients. So that's what we do every day.
0: All right. So let's jump into CTV. We know CTV is one of the hottest marketing channels out there today. Can you tell us why?
1: For former marketers specifically, CTV advertising offers really a unique opportunity to power their campaigns with a privacy-safe health data while also making it possible for them to optimize their campaigns towards like real world outcomes like audience quality and script performance. If you top that with the fact that marketers really they cannot reach the entire target audience solely with linear TV today, it really stresses the importance why they need CTV, right? Like and and Fran, I know you love your stats, so I have some stats here for you. For example, today 87% of the US household have at least one CTV device, more than half, specifically 58% of the U.S. population is reachable with advertising-based video on demand. I'll give you another alphabet soup here that's called AVOD. And then compared to 57% reach via linear TVs. So it's it has to be a part of a media mix. You cannot ignore it.
0: Yeah, we have three of them here at my house. There you go. But I do know that there is some acronyms that can get confusing, you know, with companies and in in different industries. (laughs) So for this, the one that immediately comes to mind for me, because it initially confused me, was over the top versus Mm -hmm. CTV. Can you explain the differences between the two?
1: Absolutely. It is actually quite simple when you think of it in terms of devices, right? So Connect TV is any video content streamed over the internet so IP protocol if you will and watched on a TV set so for example using a Roku device connected to your TV to watch a favorite streaming platform or you could do it directly through your LG smart TV on the apps on the home page right so that's connected TV yeah. over the top is any video content that is streamed over the internet and it can be watched on any device. So for example, it can be using a laptop, a tablet, smartphone, or connected TV to watch a private platform. The way that I like to think, like simplifying even further, is all CTV is OTT, but not all OTT is CTV. Make sense?
0: Perfect. So what is the role of TV today for pharma specifically, and where does CTV fit in? How do viewers perceive this shift and what does that mean for you as the marketers? That's a four-part.
1: <laughs> yes, the, the medium mix question, right? We've got to love it. Bottom line, friend, TV's role in driving overall awareness has really not changed. It just evolved. TV is known for its wide reach, right? It has long served the pharma industry well. It really enables many brands to educate the consumer about different conditions and their potential treatment, right? So that is TV's role, awareness. It's not going to change. What is also good news is that for viewers of patients, right? We're all patients. TV is TV is TV. Regardless of being a potential patient or HCP, it is viewers TV, right? Mm-hmm. And then the viewer has really no idea if they are watching streaming on linear unless they are more savvy than the average person. I believe you covered our study that we've done early in the year, but like we did a study with LG Ed solutions that show that users said that the viewing habits were split almost 50-50 between linear and streaming. In fact, like some users on the uh, qualitative study, They reported saying that they were watching linear TV, and then when we compare and contrast it with the actual data, the uh, ACR data or content recognition data on screens, they were majority of them were actually watching uh, connected TV, and they did not even realize that fact, right? Makes so sense. what it really tells me is that the viewing experience is so interchangeable, the people don't even realize that they're streaming, right? And also in reality, Connected TV and Linear TV, they can be, and they should be looked at as dynamic duo when using in complement to one another. And as a marketer, we are looking to reach our patients wherever they are viewing the content. So understanding the differences and and how to complement each other is really critical for the media mix.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely understand that people don't understand the difference between the two. But what does that mean in terms of differentiation for the marketer? What is the real differentiator of this dynamic duo of TV and CTV?
1: It has to be the data, full stop data. And we love data, right? Like, specifically, if it can help us pinpoint how to reach the right patient at the right time in order to drive results, right? And that's by like, we can really buy CTV the way we target and optimize and measure the impact. Of any digital campaign to extract as much value that we can. Whereas most of Linear TV today is still bought on demos, right? So again, the data. If you look at CTV, the targeting capabilities are very sophisticated. For example, you can target specific for pharma-based on a multiple factors like HCP degree type, HCP specialty. And by the way, HCP, if you're if you, the listener should know, but if they don't, it is healthcare providers. We can do labs, practice location, diagnosis, procedure codes, genomic, NPI, and much more, right? And if you go to linear, you are really held to your traditional age demo geo capability. So it's a big, big difference. The other difference is also because of the data and the digital nature of CTV. We can measure the impact of the campaigns based on real world outcomes, which now propels effectiveness of all the campaigns, right? And I can give you like a real life example for a campaign that we actually just discussed at Digital Pharma East with our client and agency. We are conducting an integrated CTV campaign for NerdTech OTC in partnership with Click Health, their agency of record. And by integrated, I mean patient and HCP media coordination, right? And so far, the campaign has proven to be highly effective. We were able to drive immediate script lift with the new patient starts, increasing really, really rapidly in the first 120 days of the campaign. The performance so far outpaced expectations, given the typical 45-day conversion window for a patient to get on script. Like, we really shortened that funnel. And we were also able to prove that when you coordinate the media, you also improve the overall script performance, meaning that when HCPs and patients were both exposed, we saw the patients were about like 29% more likely to go to the script, and HCPs were 19% more likely to prescribe the brand. So it really shows the power of having CTV in a coordinated campaign, And the power of coordinating the media between both, right? Like patients and HCPs, Then you could not do that with linear, but you can do that with a CTV campaign.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like a huge advantage. And that's interesting. One of the first pieces I wrote was on Biohaven and Nerdtech. So good case study for me. It's nice to see. Awesome. You're still at it. (laughs) So many pharma marketers are hesitant to dive into CTV. This again, I got another two part question for you. Why should pharma marketers care about CTV and what does CTV give you that linear does not?
1: Simply put, TV works and CTV works harder and smarter. It is just through the nature of the technology it employs and the data, really. I think CTV is a very exciting frontier for pharma marketers. It offers them the advantage of targeting, as we discussed, over linear TV. I would also say that CTV is proven to be superior in reaching relevant patient audiences and providing quality incremental reach on top of Linear TV. We recently launched a product patient planner that really helps visualize, for example, the unique reach and overlap between Linear TV and CTV in a planning stage. And there are a lot of audiences that you cannot reach on Linear TV, that you can reach on CTV. So you would be losing a big audience there if you did. I would say also the other piece, unlike linear TV, CTV campaigns can be optimized in real time to improve reach among clinically relevant audiences. You can't do that with linear TV. So if you have a CTV campaign, in the case, like the campaigns that we are running on our platform. We are able to measure that campaign in real time towards script lift and audience quality, and we can automatically optimize that campaign towards those algorithms to make sure that the campaign is working as hard as possible to deliver the ROI and the expected results for the campaign. So it's definitely very exciting. It changes the role, right, of the CTV within the mix, not just delivering on awareness, but also driving performance and conversion for the brands. So it's really like a through the funnel tactic that farmers should be very, very excited about it.
0: What can the data, and we know how important data is, what can the data tell us about the overall CTV landscape, the CTV audiences and their viewing preferences?
1: All right. So let's talk about data. So maybe we can break down the data in a few different buckets. Maybe like, we let's start with like the audience and who is watching, right? So over the last two plus years, we really have seen a major shift in TV viewing, mostly spurred by the pandemic, right? If you look at some of the stats from Disney, when they launched a Peacock, the growth surpassed what they had like for five years trajectory. Like that's how, how much deceleration happened during pandemic. Prior 2020, the trends in streaming and cord cutting were mostly driven by the younger generations. But now, if you look at the viewership, it's really across all age groups that are presented in the space. SpotX actually, like they released a study recently across all US streamers that showed that about 35 to 54-year-old makes 36% of all streamers. Viewers 55 plus makes up to a third or 33% of all streamers age 25 to 34 is 19% and age 18 to 24 is 12%. So as you can see, like it's all ages are adopting. The device is not just for the young audiences, it's for really across the entire um, audience span.
0: Big assist for COVID there.
1: Yep. Huge, huge. Like <laughs> I would say like the silver lining, right? That and, <laughs> and like we were talking before we started like working from home two good things that came out of it. The other data bucket, if you will, is reach, Mm -hmm. right? So today, 58% of the US population is now reachable via ad-supported video on demand. So that's the AVOD acronym that we spoke about. You really make it essential to include streaming as part of your overall video strategy, especially when you consider the fact that about 35.5 million households have cut the cord. So those are households that you cannot reach with linear TV, right? And then on top of that, I believe it was around like July, 2022, marked the first time that streaming surpassed cable usage. So about like 34.8% of all TV viewers, uh, viewing was done via streaming versus 34.4% for cable and 21.6% of broadcast. So, yeah, if you look in terms of eyeball migration, like eyeballs are migrating to streaming and for farmers specifically, the budgets are not migrating as fast as the eyeballs are. So that remains a challenge there. And then, you know, like if you want to break one level further for the data, we can also look at device specific reach and audiences. So we can look on advice level, we can look at Roku, which by the way, is one of our key strategic partners. They are America's number one TV streaming platform and a research that they released recently showed that they reach about 63 million active households. Friend, this is more than any major US cable company, 63 million is huge. Yeah, 57% of Roku streamers are cordless. This means that you cannot reach them with linear TV. That's me. Yeah, there you go. You have three TVs in your household, right? Mm -hmm. And then 40% of the Roku audience is age 50 plus, right? So, and, and you know, like the other piece that is also known from Roku is that their audience is highly engaged. Four in five Roku streamers would take an action after seeing a pharma ad. As you see, like the power of CTV really is undeniable.
0: Really is. That's an incredible step. Okay. So what's the spend trend for CTV in the U.S.? Is it following the viewership growth?
1: It is definitely moving in the right direction, but it's not as fast as the eyeballs are migrating from linear TV to CTV. Yeah. Hmm. E-Marketer does a study pretty consistently. They just released one in May 2022 where they showed the CTV ad spending is expected to grow to $38.83 billion U.S. billion by the end of 2026. So it's a pretty steep climb. The CTV ad market has grown so much this year that, you know, like this year's upfront spending alone, mirrored what was spent on CTV in its entirety three years ago. So yeah, it's huge. So it really grew like from 34.6% to 6.41 billion this year. (laughs) It's insane. And and keep in mind the upfront numbers does not include CTV programmatic spend, So that is only the uh, direct to publisher spend that is cataloged, right? So if you add programmatic, it's even more because at the end of the day, what makes CTV special is the data and the way that it can maximize CTV is with programmatic because that's where you have the optimizations, you have the data to inform your targeting. It just makes even smarter than a direct buy. So I can give you like one more stats in there, like for the growth, like I don't know, industry-wide, I know that you know, like some of our competitors, they release their numbers if they are public and CTV continues to be a key driver for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for CTV specifically with Deep Intent, since we launched the first pharma CTV marketplace two and a half years ago, we have seen triple digit growth for the CTV line of business year over year. It has been really high demand for our clients. It is a huge focus for my company specifically, like with like product development, personnel, talent that is specific to CTV and channel partnerships is something that we invest in heavily because it really is not even the future is the present of pharma marketers today.
0: Yeah. It sounds like business is good. There's so many great things about CTV. Where do you see this going from here? Now, you know, we're in 2022, it's chugging along. The spend will start to catch up with the eyeballs, right? So where do you see this going in the future? Like what's the future future?
1: Like I said, like we are very bullish about CTV at the intent. Uh, we have been investing into forging strategic partnerships with key players in the ecosystem. I mentioned like Roku and LG Ed Solutions, are two of them. Uh, we are also building bespoke technology to seize the power of everything that CTV has for farmer marketers. Uh, we are also solving for some of the key challenges presented by our farmer marketer clients to accelerate their CTV investments. Specifically, uh, we are helping our clients to power up their CTV to drive performance and business results, right? So because we have our own team of engineers and our own technology, everything that we do is, you know, like by pharma marketers, for pharma marketers, we can really be very customizable in what we do. So we are giving our clients the ability to plan CTV campaigns seamlessly with other digital channels leveraging real-world data in one platform so we can enable them to manage their reach and frequency across linear and ctv we are also helping them maximize the efficiency uh, of their campaigns by optimizing in real time towards script lift and audience quality and that's the nerd case study example that i gave you fran Mm -hmm. Uh, and last but not least we are delivering near real-time cross-platform measurement towards match with the meta most to most pharma marketers, which is really script lift. So we launched about two weeks ago the, uh, the first cross-platform uh, measurement solution with the fastest uh, Rx reporting. So we are very excited, something that our clients had asked for, more transparency and speed into impacting their live campaigns. And that's what we are delivering for them. So that's us right? Broader in the television industry. I believe the marketers will eventually have the ability to buy linear TV programmatically, you know, like as traditional distributor channels, like the cable tech companies, the telcos and satellite, they continue to update their hardware. It will enable their linear TV inventory to become addressable, right? So you're going to start to see that inventory pool. Become more available to be planned seamlessly along with other digital properties. I think that that is one of the biggest challenge that linear TV has right now is the dependency on the hardware in order for them to catch up to what is happening in the marketplace. It's is having investment that happens there, and then I also believe that pharma marketers once that happens, they will have a more meaningful currency to buy TV. They're going to be able to go beyond GRPs and really focus on farmer relevant currency like verified patient reach for planning and buying their campaigns as opposed to GRPs.
0: And do you see this getting to a point where you can just, you know, I don't want to say shop because it's, it's more like, can you go to a doctor through an ad and perhaps get this delivered to your household, something that you require?
1: I think anything's possible, right? If you look at, for example, shoppable ad formats that some of the direct to, you know, like Peacock, I believe they announced their direct uh, shoppable formats early in the year. And that is nothing that would prevent, unless that is like legislation and, you know, from a patient or viewer to click and be brought to, for example, a telehealth platform. Yep. where they could learn more about the condition and speak to a doctor specifically to that condition or, yeah. or schedule an appointment straight from their TV with a healthcare provider or request more information from a drug from a farmer marketer so that it's delivered to their mobile phone, for example, with a click of a button. So the possibilities are endless with what you can do with the technology because CTV really is digital and it really enables a two-way communication between the viewer and the device, if you will, through your remote control. So the possibilities are very exciting. It's a very bright future and exciting present today.
0: You said that a lot better than... I asked it. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no problem. It's a passionate topic.
0: (laughs) So Marcella Millier Shiora, thank you for coming on today. It was so nice to see you again. And, you know, we could check in maybe six months to a year down the road and maybe do this again.
1: Sounds wonderful. Thanks very much for having me, Fran.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Farm Exec Podcast, where we take you behind the headlines to provide expert tips from industry leaders. Remember, you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec, on Instagram at farmexecutive, and on YouTube, Pharmaceutical Executive Magazine. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of Farmexec, its parent company, or advertisers. For editorial questions or to get in touch with the editors, please email us at farmexec at mjhlifesciences.com. For sponsorship opportunities, please go to farmexec.com backslash advertise. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time.